these. So these are where the questions come from. This yeah. is where it stems from. This is what makes it fun. I mean, it's worth it to not get caught for murder. Welcome back to Creepy Campfire, your source for all things strange, the unexplainable, the infamous, and the mysterious. Here are your hosts, Jordan and Ryan. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Creepy Campfire podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Jordan, and it's good to be back. It is. It is. Been hiding out, trying to make it during the Rona. Mm-hmm. Took a little week break. A little week break off. For us. Not for them. Well, they had like a two-week break from us because I was behind on editing. And even though <laughs> Corona's going on, I have been busier than I've ever been. Hard at work. So, my bad. Nobody can fault you. But there. by this point, like six episodes would have came out because we've been recording. I just haven't been editing. Yeah, um, that's okay. We just got the stockpile going. Yeah, but we're getting them out. Um, this I wouldn't be surprised if it's like July when you guys hear this. But <laughs> hopefully, the run is a distant memory by then. Yeah, we'll see. Let's hope the heat's killed it off by then. Yeah. Summer, please. How are you doing, Jordan? I've been good. I've uh, been back to work a couple weeks now. Um, getting used to the way things are going there in the food industry, service industry, and things are just changing ever, ever constantly. And they will be next week, I think, too. But we're still just doing our takeout kind of thing for now, which has been nice. Well, I mean, it's been low-key. Tips, mm-hmm. tips are not what they were. But people have also been a little bit more generous since we have a lot less people through, mm-hmm. knowingly. Um, but we're talking about open up, uh, opening up our second location again next week, too, nice. potentially. So by then, by the time people hear this, hopefully it will already be <laughs> it'll already be up and going, and maybe we'll be back to normal. Yeah. So, but yeah, just working, working and taking it easy. Besides, any games taking your attention right now, other uh, than Apex? Uh, besides Apex, um, <laughs> been playing a new one called Control, though, which actually has to do with a lot of paranormal stuff. Um, it's like your work for this federal bureau of almost like the men in black kind Mm -hmm. of, and you're just keeping this supernatural force in check throughout the game. I've only gotten like 20 minutes into it, but it's pretty cool so far. The hiss is what you're fighting against the entire time. The hiss. Yeah, I know. But (laughs) I mean, it's it's just a cringy name. I'm like, I don't want to deal with the hiss. No. (laughs) No, nobody does there, and it's got like people floating in the middle of the room and stuff like that. It's pretty creepy. It's 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 a pretty creepy game, but I like it so far. Gotcha. But yeah, that and cook. Still trying to cook when we can. Taking it easy. Getting ready for job number two coming up here too. Getting back into that hopefully. And see where we go from there. Nice. But yeah. Besides this, of course, mm-hmm. besides our weekly get-togethers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, how, where's, uh, how's, how's Barney been? You know, he's, been, he's quarantined himself, too. He's been <laughs> responsible. Um, you know, he took his... I only ask because he lives here, obviously. He doesn't live with me. Well, he... he <laughs> I have to get my updates. He... he the first word of corona he you know he's pretty skeptical and paranoid so he went out to the woods found his tree and he's been there ever since so where the woods are the woods your backyard and no i don't, <laughs> I don't have a tree big enough for barney so 
Yeah, Barney's. Had to vacate the premises. Barney's out there. He's got his his storage supply of Moses jerky. So. <laughs> Moses jerky and coffee to keep him yeah. uh, caffeinated and <laughs> caffeinated and full <laughs> and chock full of protein. You know, because <laughs> when you're paranoid, that's what you need to be. You yep. need to be awake and ready to fight. <laughs> Make sure you're super dehydrated and just chock full of beef. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. But what do you have for us this week? Uh, this week's my turn. We're gonna do uh, the Brosno Dragon. Okay. And in doing so, uh, well, well, we took last week off because I thought I was prepared for this, but um, I found a lot of like first uh, first-hand accounts and stuff like that that were just way too in depth, but also very complex. That just were, I would literally just have to sit here and regurgitate the whole thing. So I wasn't feeling that. So I got more factual about. Brosno Dragon himself and figured it would be a little bit more fun to dive into Russian folklore and legends like that in general. Yeah. So I'm thinking we're going to do this one a little different too. We're going to do Brosno. I'm going to do Brosno Dragon. Kind of kind of a more in-depth thing that should take us a little bit. And then I've got a couple at the end, just a handful of Russian um, myths and legends that we can kind of little lightning round at the end of it, go back and forth on. Okay. But for now... We got Brosno Dragon, a.k.a. Brosnia, a.k.a. Brosny. Pretty close to Barney. I wish we had Barney here. Um, well, you know, let's, uh, let's, let's send out the, the Squatch call. The Squatch call? And let's, let's see if we can bring him in. Get him in on this action. Jordan, you did it. You called Barney in. He couldn't stay away. I've, I feel like I see some other people with him, too. I don't know if I called some gorillas with that. Uh, that was a little no, too. No, <laughs> he, he just brought his cousins because they've all been holding... Barney, they said you're not supposed to keep people at your house. But I, I'm not going to tell the police. Just keep it under 10, okay? I know you love your family. Keep it under 10. Especially right now. Come on. Yeah, be responsible. Come on. come on. Be thoughtful. All right, so we got Barney in the mix. Barney and Brosny. Um, so Brosny <laughs> is from Andriapool in Western Russia. Okay. Andriapool? And, and, so A-N-D-R-E-A-P-O-L. Andriapool? Andriapool? Okay. Andriapool. Andriapool. I think that's how you say it. We don't have many, but if you're a Russian listener, feel free to chime in after the episode. Please correct about me. About anything, yeah. honestly. Yeah. So. Well, I want to hear about more of the lore, too, because there was a, a lot of them. Ten, ten didn't even start to cover it for our short list. Um, so, Brosny. Said to be 16 feet long and to have the appearance of both a fish and snake combined. Hmm. Has an extremely large head with equally large eyes and mouth, except exceptionally large fins and enor- an enormous tail. Uh, it resembles a dragon in a number of regional legends, which date back to the 13th century, even before its uh, common comparison, Nessie. But like the Loch Ness Monster, uh, which it's been compared to, people believe Brosnia is not actually a dragon, but potentially a living dinosaur. Okay. Which I know has been talked about with Nessie, too. So we're talking more of like a water reptilian thing. For sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's supposed to live in the lake, under the lake, be one with the lake. You might have said this. Did it say anything about its head, what its head looks like? Like a... So that it's just got a really large reptilian 
looking head okay as far as the the few eyewitnesses and I'm stuff like that i've seen trying to picture my fusions between a fish and a and a, and a snake. snake so yeah i mean if you i'll show you a picture a little bit i'm going to show you a picture right now of what i what i feel it looks like it kind of reminds me of or what i'm picturing is kind of the world snake which is common in um in other myth in uh, norse mythology okay and that there's kind of there's a this is from God of War, <laughs> which delves deep into that. But some something really long and okay, kind of yeah. snaky but aquatic like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if it's anywhere near as big as it's not supposed to be anywhere anywhere near as big. Yeah, sixteen feet, which I like. I mean, it's reasonable. It's not too outlandish. There are fish that are bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Like they're oh, yeah. they're nineteen feet um, sturgeon, which it's also been. That's one of its kind of like explainaways. Okay, but we'll get into that a little bit later. So Lake Brosno, where it resides, is in the T- TVER region of Russia. T- I don't know if it's Tiber or Tiver, Tiver region, uh, and it's surrounded by abandoned villages and crumbling houses mm-hmm. along the shorelines. Nothing really lives there, specifically around the lake. Um, although a few people visit the lake, most note that it feels extremely isolated from civilization. It was formed during the Ice Age. Uh, so it was carved by a glacier, and the lake itself is fairly deep, about 43 meters or 47 yards deep. Mm-hmm. Too far for uh, for us to do exploration that far down, uh, so they've said. But they also talk about there being a potential volcano underneath. Hmm. So that's also kind of dissuaded people from doing that. Hmm. I'm curious how that works. How what works? It, there being a volcano there, and like after a... Glacier After, like, an ice out. age sort of event, yeah. It's like, was there always a volcano, and the glacier just cut out the top of it? Did something freeze over? Yeah, like... Like, is that a whole other layer? Hmm. I don't... Huh? Question. question. Um, so there are a number of species of fish living in Brosno Lake, including perch, pike, and burbot fish. Okay. Uh, and Abbott could say that's more than enough food for a large creature to survive on. Uh, the origin of it was kind of... it's It's gone back a ways, like I said, 13th century. Uh, and it started. It all started with uh, when it was said to have attacked a group of Tatar Mongol horsemen. T A T A R. No. Tatar. 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 Mongol. Tatar Mongol horsemen who were launching an attack on Russia at the time. Okay. Maybe he was protecting them. I don't know. The legend has persisted ever since, with each new generation passing on the tale and adding their own sightings and stories. One legend describes an enormous mouth opening in the lake to swallow fishermen and their boats whole uh, another speaks of a group of uh, vikings they call them varangians who wanted to hide plundered gold there uh, and wrong place the dragon emerged from the lake and swallowed the island hole that they were potentially trying to hide things on i'm guessing that would have been in the middle of the lake at the time they don't date that though vikings i mean hmm. that's around they didn't date this this reference, but it was. Well, yeah. I mean, Viking lore was probably big around. What centuries? So the Vikings were around from 793 A.D. to 1066 A.D. Okay. So then this must have been some later or, on down the line. Yeah. Vikings. Okay. Cool. Well, what I'm curious about off the get is. You said 16 feet is mm-hmm. how big this thing is, mm-hmm. but it's clearly not big enough to come up and start swallowing boats and to islands. Eat a whole boat, yeah. 
that was kind of that was that was part of my uh, I was laughing halfway through this thing being like if that's the if that's the known details that they have for this thing how do they expect it to right I mean a 16 foot dragon couldn't even do that much damage I don't feel like well and if it's so if it's, it's roughly 150 feet deep roughly you said it was 47 meters uh deep yeah yeah mm-hmm. so it's like roughly 150 so my American brain can think about it yeah 47 yards, I think, or something like yeah. that. For 43 to 47 yards. Yeah. That would... I don't even know if you could have something... If it, was, it would have to have like a 20 to 30 foot mouth. That's just as a mouth. Mm-hmm. So there's no way there would be anything living that... To swallow a boat. It would take up the whole lake if it had to be that big. Mm-hmm. Like, depending on the kind of boats we're talking about. Especially Viking boats. Those things yeah. are so elaborate and huge. No, it doesn't mean this thing couldn't be 16 feet, causing all kinds of, like hell for the vikings and the story just got blown up a little bit but well yeah like it's i mean i'm sure it's kind of like the how telephone goes you know yeah there's some good that, that yeah you give you give it a, centuries worth of people passing that down and i'm sure things get lost in translation mm-hmm. um but by the 19th century sightings became less fantastical and uh rather than swallowing boats or islands <laughs> it was described as surfacing in the evenings but submerging if people approached it it's, it's a little shy. bit more common. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit more commonplace. <laughs> a little bit. Its, it's demeanor's changed a little bit. Um, but it supposedly returned to the 1940s, however, when it is said to have swallowed an entire German airplane. Okay. Which, again, I don't think so. So, today, uh, locals still blame the Brosno Dragon for dis- local disappearances mm-hmm. and capsized boats. That still happens in the area. There's a lot of different uh, ways that people try to explain it away. Mm-hmm. Uh, some fishermen say that Lake Brosno has several levels and that huge smelt shoals, which I, I think are just a kind of fish that live there, are reflected on the water surface and produce the effect of a huge reptile head, which I've never I've never seen anything like that before, so I would, that's hard to imagine. Yeah, it's strange. Well, just, I, they, they said it was like some, some weird form of light refraction. Uh, others say that Brosny isn't a dinosaur or a dragon, but a mutant beaver. Which I found hilarious. I just trying to picture something that big eating a ship almost makes more sense to me than a 16-foot fish. Right. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but some suggest it's a hu- uh, huge and varied fish, which is abnormally large due to its age. Which kind of goes along with like the, the dinosaur. Um, just thinking it's been around for that long sort of thought progression. Uh, archaeological excavation is impossible there due to the they, well they say it's impossible due to the fractures at the bottom of the lake which some think height of volcano right which could potentially explain some of the myths around it um, specifically because there's this one kind of volcanic eruption that happens underwater called a limnic eruption which would potentially release a cloud of deadly gas uh, that can kill animals and people kind of whoever comes into contact with it so they're saying that that could kind of explain some of the disappearances and stuff, mm-hmm. things that go there and don't necessarily come back. Um, but it's also been suggested that Brosnia is nothing more than a mirage. Uh, a lot of the sightings that have occurred have been in summer months when it's a lot hotter out there and that okay. things like that hap- happen to happen anyways. Yeah, you have a little bit of the evaporation and funny waves coming off the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they say that sometimes that'll create optical illusions. Um, so to get into some of the sightings, a lot of the older ones were not as well documented. Um, and they didn't really have any physical um, 
or even written evidence of, of a lot of them. Just it was a lot of it was just speculation and passed down observations. Yeah. Uh, but in 1996, while on vacation, more recent, uh, while on a vacation, a family from Moscow took a blurry photo of a large creature seen swimming offshore in a calm section of the water. Uh, the seven-year-old son of the family had started shouting uh, that there was a dragon there. Uh, nothing really came of that, mm-hmm. but. Uh, from then through 1997, uh, it was su- supposedly seen frequently swimming uh, not far from the shore. Okay. Some, some large creature. And Do we again, know if that family reported it after they got that picture, or if they just kind of held on to it? That's a good question. I'm just curious, because I'm, I'm wondering if they reported it right away, and all these sightings picked up, yeah. if people were trying to hop the bandwagon. Oh, like we discussed last time yeah that's that's true but sometimes people will do that they'll take a picture and they'll just kind of hang on to it and not say anything for like 15 years so if that happened then i mean it was supposedly i mean it was supposedly reported okay. the photo the photo was um submitted okay and then that's really funny that you say that because it didn't really even correlate the two that through the next year mm-hmm. there was a lot of sightings there mm-hmm. so a lot of people maybe which still could be legitimate could be for sure but yeah but it's you know happen chance that the through that next significant amount of time, there's a lot more of the sightings pick up. I don't know. It just sucks because it's like, if there's 15 sightings, five legit ones really happened. Mm-hmm. Th- just because there was a bunch that weren't true doesn't mean the few that were don't matter. It makes it hard to believe any of them, though, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Anybody the waters like that. So again, in uh, 2002, um, a team from the Cosmopoisk Research Association, they researched claims of UFOs, cryptozoological... Zo- do you just say zoological or zoological? Zoological. Zoological encounters. Thank you. And other supernatural or paranormal phenomenon. Um, they launched an investigation there. They conducted deep echolocation sweeps. Uh, and they discovered uh, what they called a globster hmm. floating near the bottom of the lake. They said it was about five meters from the bottom. Just just like almost like it was anchored, but not necessarily nothing in between it. Just floating at that depth mm-hmm. for some reason. Um, what what is a globster? That's just what they called it. They just it was just this mass of. I mean, they they kind of they they compared it to a jellyfish, okay. almost like the way that it ended up coming out because they ended up uh, dredging it out. Hmm. But <laughs> so we've got sightings of this thing, UFOs mm-hmm. going on, and then they're dredging the lake and they found this weird mass. Yeah. Okay. So they. Uh, they they put an explosive near it. Because <laughs> why not? Near where the location where the globster was su- stuck uh, to break it free, which it did, and it rose to the surface. Um, and then they tried to test on it, but no lab could match the samples to any known creature within the lake. So it didn't match any of the other fish or anything mm-hmm. else um, alive there. Uh, all they could determine was that it was biological in nature and was more than likely alive at one time, which I thought was a hilarious <laughs> statement. It was, <laughs> it had life and it was alive at one point or another. That's all we got. But it was definitely dead before we blew it before up. Before we blew it up, before we threw the explosive <laughs> down there, yeah. I mean, the TNT line, we, we waited to press it, trust me. We checked <laughs> the pulse. Um, but they didn't, get, they didn't get anywhere with it. That was all. That was the the end of their investigation. Um, a few other investigators look uh, feel that the dragon is nothing more than they, they've looked into this reaction that'll occur when hydrogen sulfide bubbles up mm-hmm. from from potential um, underground rocks, different different minerals. 
uh, and they think that bubbling up from the bottom of the lake like that can cause a disturbance on the surface of the water, making it seem like something is alive under there. Hmm. And finally, there are people who think Brosny was real once upon a time, but that it died a long time ago, and that its decomposing body was what Cosmopoisk brought up from the bottom. Gotcha. Yeah, so... Those are the more, those are the, the, like the things that actually went into try to experiment and find the answers for it, like it came up with. Mm-hmm. They're also just like, you know, people that throw ideas out there to try to explain it. Like the whole, um, like the sturgeon thing mm-hmm. people, people have alluded to, because they can grow uh, up to 11 feet, six inches long, some, some reaching 19 feet mm. uh, when, when it's a little bit outside of its usual size class, which is obviously bigger than the 16 foot potential dragon mm-hmm. right and they can live up to 100 years not that that explains 13th century sightings but who knows i mean they've been around for a long time they're an old fish a long time the only problem with that being um that they're usually found in the baltic sea and they spawn in rivers that drain into that sea uh, and the Tiber region region would be a remote area for that especially since it's uh, it's a lake, so mm-hmm. it's it doesn't even flow anywhere. It's really hard to think that something that usually spawns o- like as an ocean fish traditionally mm-hmm. wouldn't be there. Uh, it's also said to be bioluminescent, that it glows, uh, which is rare among cryptids. There's only two other ones that uh, that are said to do so, and that's the dua and the ropen, which are both uh, flying creatures from different parts of the globe, which I thought we could look into once a little later on. Mm-hmm. Um, so most descriptions of Brosny is that it's reptilian, but some researchers believe that due to the frigid conditions around the lake, it's usually really cold there, mm-hmm. um, that a cold, that a cold blooded creature couldn't survive. So they've survived that there's, they've surmised that it's probably mammalian, but they can't think of what class it would belong to. They don't, they, they have no idea what kind of mammal it would be. So essentially everybody's just got their their hands up in the air like we don't know i don't know, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's that jellyfish thing that we dredged up that's about it hmm and so there's there's not a lot of detailed sightings on it no no the detailed ones were few and far between um besides that it was more just like straight up story yeah potential like or we saw it along. and it was gone yeah and not even not even just like random specific sightings it's just these long drawn out kind of like something that's been passed along, mm-hmm. like traditionally. Yeah. But that's that's that feels like more kind of what this one's like, with almost relating more to the Norse mythology. It's kind of I feel like it gets wrapped up into that a little bit, mm. and kind of in its own little area. But I just thought it was fun because it is it was somewhat reminiscent of Nessie of Loch Ness monster. Mm-hmm. But really, the only comparison being that they're large um, sea serpenty kind of creatures right because nessie's supposed to be a, a lot bigger than that i think too bigger than 16 feet mm-hmm. obviously i think like 30 or uh, depends on who you listen to yeah right because there's so many reports on that too so what do you think of brosny's validity hmm. it's a tough one i don't i don't know <laughs> Not that, not that it was that you're given a lot to 
yeah. go off of as far as uh, first firsthand sightings. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a thin platter of, yeah. of things to pick from. If any one of them could have grabbed a scale, I feel like, like a, not to be that downer. I feel like this was like misidentification. I don't think it was anything outlandish misidentification, but I think it could have been just. I hate to say it, a really big fish. I mean that maybe in like on top of their. I mean, most of the sightings being some in summer, potentially it being really hot out there. I don't know if that area is more known for what. It just has to be hot enough for uh, for mirages to happen, right? Like, there's not really any special circumstance for that. If well, you... when you're talking about water, it gets a little weirder. Water and heat, that kind of reaction yeah. or something like that. So who knows? Could be a culmination of all those things. Mm-hmm. But but it's also summertime, and more people are going to be going to the lake. For sure. In general. So you're going to have more potential Mm -hmm. that way anyways. But I liked this one. Uh, I thought it was a cool entry into our Russian folklore. There's definitely bigger names for Russian folklore, which we're going to, some of them we're going to get into with our other folk tales. Um, And I want to go more in depth with some more of these Mm -hmm. potentially, but I thought that was a fun start. How do you feel about it after digging through everything? Um, I mean, there's, it's not to, there's, there's a lot out there on it. Um, like as far as the uh, speaking of, let me cite my sources. Uh, of course, use a little bit of the Wikipedia page for reference. Um, there's this site called Ancient Origins that had a lot on it um, on Brosny, and then there was um, Brosno Dragon on the Cryptid Wiki, which, mm-hmm. which we've referenced before. There was another one just about Brosno Dragon Russia, and then. Uh, rbth.com which is Russia beyond but that's where I found a lot of the um, the other folktales and stuff like that too okay so uh, I makes me want to do a Loch Ness we haven't done specifically a Loch Ness monster one have we no the biggest ones we've kind of been been holding off we're starting to get into more of them I think we started that really with Mothman I feel like that's the biggest one we've done so far cryptid wise yeah because we did we did Mothman most notable We've done it. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. We're a little over 50 episodes in now, so we're... Damn. Not that we're running out of anything by means, but we were trying to put off those bigger guys for a minute. Yeah. Until we got comfortable. Do a couple lesser known mm-hmm. things, especially since, I mean, there's it's not like we're the only paranormal podcast out there, but... <laughs> right. So a lot of stuff's been covered, and we got to do it our way. But, but we're for sure... Like, Nessie's on there. It's not going to be forgotten. I mean, it's one of the ones I remember as a kid, I was just fascinated by yeah which was kind of what drummed up walls besides the fact that i've always loved dragons when as soon as i saw Brosno mm-hmm. the dragon i was like "Ooh, i don't even care where it's from i want to do it which reminds me how do you feel about them even calling it a dragon um it's hard for me to imagine again a 16 foot long dragon doing anything that they're saying it was doing damage wise mm-hmm. so i don't think it was a dragon i mean it could have been I know that there's some some species that go a little, I think that have um, reptilian and aquatic features. Mm-hmm. I mean, there definitely is, but not that that's gonna make a water dragon or sea serpent out of it. Mm-hmm. Like at least one that's big enough to do that kind of damage. Yeah, I'm gonna keep calling it a dragon because <laughs> I, I like the idea of it, but I don't necessarily believe it. Yeah. I don't believe it. But it seems like a kind of a creepy place to check out too. Like it just sounds like a lake that is surrounded by almost a decrepit village that 
is usually unsocialized. Mm-hmm. People visit because it's pretty, but then there's also the potential that you're going to get swallowed up by a <laughs> by a huge monster, by a, apparently a mutated beaver. But yeah, I don't think it's going to be necessarily as believable as what we find on Loch Ness because mm-hmm. that is just going to be an inundation of information. Oh my goodness, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna be wading in that, <laughs> floating in that, with it. So yeah, that's Brosny, Brosnia. Um, I thought it'd be fun to go through some of the other Russian myths that I came across. I was thinking I was gonna let you go off with the first one though. Oh okay. Which is probably the biggest name in the bunch. So don't mess it up. <laughs> yeah, this is one a lot of people have done episodes on. Which we're going to circle back to for sure. This and will it, definitely be one. It's Baba Yaga. I think it can be pronounced a few different ways, but that's how I've heard it the most. Um, so Baba Yaga is one of the most frequently encountered characters in fairy tales for Russia. Uh, she's most often found as the owner of a wooden hut on chicken legs or as the guardian of the way into the wild wood. There's another kind of Baba Yaga who is best avoided, the one who enjoys feasting on children. So, yeah. A real Hansel and Gretel situation. Definitely. So our, our number two is uh, Shernaba. Shernaba. Uh, Shernaba is a sea king's daughter. Okay. Spirit and personification of the river of the same name. So Shernaba River. Got a lot of responsibilities. <laughs> yeah. Uh, her head and upper body are said to be human, while the lower body is a fish's tail. So I guess their take on a mermaid. Right. That's what I got. It sounds like kind of like a mermaid, fae, folk mm-hmm. type thing. Um, I didn't find as much on Chernava. There were a couple that were only peppered with little bits, and a lot of it was still in another language, so I couldn't necessarily translate most of it or any of it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I, only, I could only go off what they gave me. So I got the... So then there's the Frog Princess, which is skilled in the magic arts and has an army of nannies at her command who can assist her in even seemingly impossible circumstances. Uh, her father has changed into a frog or th- for three years and makes her appear like that to Prince Ivan, her betrothed. Throwing in betrothed. Betrothed. Okay. That's right. Mm. The prince finds the frog with an arrow, burns the frog's skin, and loses her. To pay for his misdeeds, he is assigned a trial in order to win his princess back. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, kind of a different take on it. But an army of nannies. An army of nannies. Are they frog nannies? Are they regular nannies? I know, right? And does this have anything to do with the origin of frog princess? Or or the the princess princess and the the frog? frog? Or that kind of story? Who knows? Kind of seems like a flip-flop of it. Right? Because the guy's usually the frog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, who knows? Um, There's then Azovka or a beautiful name it translates to. Uh, and that features a female creature from local folk tales. Uh, the most common interpretation is that she's an enchanted girl, possibly stolen by the Tatars. <laughs> uh, she supposedly lives inside a cave or mountain and constantly moans. Just creepy. Mm. Uh, <laughs> according to popular, popular belief, uh, she was left with or forced to guard treasures. So mm. she just sits on top of piles of gold and Moans all day long. Because she can't <laughs> spend it. I'd do that too. Right? I'm all just sitting here cash. sad in my mountain on my cash, and I cry. Somebody show her what Amazon is. So. <laughs> all right. Then we have then the nightingale, the robber, lives in the nest and oak trees and stalks the roof from Chernigov to Kiev. 
He whistles at travelers with his deathly call and frightens them to death. That's a powerful whistle. Right. People have seen the nightingale in different ways, sometimes as a man, sometimes as a winged bird. Okay, that makes sense. Winged bird man. Yeah. Because I'm like, isn't there a bird called the nightingale? Mm-hmm. So, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. And these are these are just touching. Again, because I wasn't trying to go too, too far into these. So we've got Kuma Lisa, which there was a little bit more on. And uh, she was a fox character from Bulgarian and Russian folklore. Uh, she usually plays the role of a trickster as an archetype. In many tales, she encounter, she's encountered by another character known as Kumcho Volcho. It sounds Japanese. It does, yeah. So does kind of Kum- Kumalisa. I don't know. That and that's go, assuming we're that pronouncing it right. Ways. True. Who knows? Uh, Wolf. Uh, so Kumcho Volcho. Vol- Volko. I'm, I don't know. Volko? Oh, man. I could be massac- massacring this. Is apparently another wolf that's opposite to her and offers often suffers from her tricks. So kind of just a, almost like a two creature f- fight for balance kind of thing. Koschi, the mortal, usually depicted as a boss in a video. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, usually <laughs> depicted. Usually depicted as either a scrawny old man or as a king on horseback. He is not completely immune to death. He can be killed, but to do so, you need to break a magical needle, which is hidden in an egg, which is in a duck, which is in a hair, which is in a chest. And that's not a joke. That's all what's down here. Yep. <laughs> uh, a chest that is in an oak tree. Yep. Several versions of, Koschi, of the Koschi story have him imprisoning women, usually the wives of young heroes of the tale. Bad dude. And a, and a long way to go to to try to take him out. I thought that was I mean, so funny. At least funny. you're like, not like killing a, anything. It's just let me open this. Right, let me open that. Hey, it's it's the um, what a puzzle, the, right? The, the, the Russian. What do you call those dolls? That you? <laughs> it's a Russian nesting doll. No, no, no. Is that what they call those? The nesting dolls. The ones that fit inside each other. Yeah, that you just that uh-huh. they're like small. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's where that came from. Um, so we've got uh, Vodianoi, Vodianoi, or water spirit. And that was the king of the deep. We sound like we're calling somebody up to get their coffee. Vodinoi. Vodinoi. Um, Vodinoi. Kumalusa. <laughs> Kumcha Vodinoi. I don't know. Uh, this one's from Slavic mythology. Um, but I think the origin was more Russian. And the water spirit is often an old man covered. Uh, it's, it's pictured as an, as an old man covered in silt and algae. Uh, and sometimes known to have a fish tail. He's considered evil, but in some fairy, t- fairy tales, he's uh, he, he's benevolent. Though he sometimes tries to prevent the young hero from marrying his beloved, especially if she turns out to be the water spirit's daughter. So he's just jealous. I totally took it as a King Triton ripoff. Mm. It was it sounded like King Triton to me because he's aquatic and stuff like. He's like half a mer, mer dude, <laughs> and then he's trying to keep somebody from marrying his daughter. It's just kind of what it sounded like to me. So I had to make sure that I got that Disney reference in. Watching way too much Imagineering. <laughs> so we got we got two more and then we have kikimura an evil spirit appears in two forms there's the bog hag and the house hag the bog hag appears in fairy tales as an old woman and her jobs are to frighten people who wander the marshes lure travelers in and steal small children the house hag lives quietly in her house and rarely shows herself to people Legend has, or legend says hags are often souls of people who've drowned or of children who have died before they were baptized yeah, it was a sad one. Dark. Yeah, it was dark. <laughs> Theirs is really dark. 
had to finish where we started. So we've got uh, Gorinich, Gor Gorinich the dragon, who has many heads. Uh, he can appear out of the water, spew flames from his nostrils, and occasionally, f occasionally fly on wings of fire. Um, it's known to kidnap women and destroy cities. And usually there's only one hero able and able to defeat the dragon who arrives sooner or later to challenge it to well, a yeah, showdown. He's flying on fire wings. Yeah, which princess on the hill kind of thing kind of sounded like to me. Not necessarily that she's up on a hill, but that there's one prince to go and mm -hmm. try to save her and to fight this dragon off. So, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of potential there for lore and the where a lot of stuff has come from because mm -hmm. that's that's all really old mm -hmm. hard to date but um yeah just a couple of fun little ones to throw in there at the end yeah and if you guys like any of those in particular and you'd like us to do a deeper dive let us know and we'll make one of them a full full length episode we definitely want to do baba yaga which i didn't ever see a reference to boogeyman which is what most people are probably going to think of when when that's heard because of John Wick. I don't know if you've seen any, any of those. No, I haven't seen any of the Wicks. They call him the Boogeyman. I never even... Okay, here's the thing. I, I would like to. Um, I like Keanu Reeves. I like a good action flick. Mm -hmm. I never heard of them until the second one. Yeah. And then the second one came out and everyone lost their mind. I'm like, I never knew the first one came out. Mm -hmm. And then it's just been a gravy train ever since. The first one is good. The second one's okay. The third one was why. And then the fourth one comes out next year. Supposedly. I feel like we're just going to lose some listeners over that. People feel real strongly about the wick. As much as I love seeing him and Lawrence Fishburne back together, I'm a huge Matrix fan, I can't wait for Matrix 4. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to murder John Wick 4. I, they're gonna, they're supposed, they were supposed to come out on the same day next year. Really? Yeah, they were going to call it Keanu Reeves Day. I was about to say, I wonder if any actors had that happen before. I don't but, think so. I think that would have been kind of a isolated incident mm -hmm. would have been really cool but I know that people are amped about Matrix 4 I know I am <laughs> so until then Baba Yaga sleeps sleeps <laughs> sleeps so that is our Russian folklore for today children <laughs> campers <laughs> hopefully uh, those were scary enough to give you some little nightmares make you think about the boogeyman blowing up jellyfish and dragons and jellyfish uh, just Thinking of, like, knowing what a jellyfish looks like when it dies or is dead. Thinking of something, like, 16 feet long and like that. Goop. I, uh, uh, what do they call it? Globster. Globster. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Sounds, sounds accurate. Looks. Sounds accurate. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Big old ball of snot. What color do you think it is? Um, pink is what pops out to me. I, I can only... Like a dull pink. I can only assume greenish blue. Yeah. When I think dragons, I think green or blue. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Especially with it being them thinking, mistaking a potential fish for a lizard. I don't know. Good yellowish, maybe. What color is your goop? Let us know at creepycamparepodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. What color is your dragon? What color would your dragon be? As goop. As goop, yeah. Uh. <laughs> um, so... I can't wait for next week. Mm -hmm. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So, but uh, do you have any ideas for after that? What you got coming up? I do. I'm going to actually be doing... Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a conspiracy. Okay. Um, it's surrounded around a video game. Ooh. Called, have you heard of Polybius? No. I've, I'd be one to bet our listeners have. Um, 
but yeah, it's a, I won't give you any more than that. Polybius. But Polybius. It's around a video game? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Now, this is like early era video games, like like the uh, where you actually had to go to an arcade. Yeah. So. Before you had the in-home systems and mm-hmm. stuff like that? Cool. Yeah. I'm always down for anything video game related. So it's going to be a nice, nice, fun little nerd detour for us. Yay! <laughs> a couple of weeks of nerding out. I'm glad. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Because I have no idea what I'm doing next. <laughs> <laughs> but I got time. How is Barney doing? With his, does he have his? He's asleep in the corner. <laughs> By himself or with all of his friends? Yeah, uh, they they're just kind of huddled together. Bits no. of jerky around them. <laughs> Strung about, they, stuck to pieces of fur. They had that coffee crash. <laughs> I know too much caffeine, always. <clears throat> okay, well, um, anything you care to add to our no, Russian folklore no, episode the, for now? No, I'm honestly clueless when it comes to any kind of Russian history. That I don't know much when it comes to that, so... It's interesting. It'll be interesting to dive into some stuff in the future. Uh, if you guys know anything, let us know, because we don't. Um, yeah, give us insights. You hit us up, Creepy Campfire Podcast, gmail.com, and Instagram. Instagram, mm-hmm. Creepy Campfire Podcast. Yeah, let us know what you know, <clears throat> what you like. And then, like you you had mentioned, thankfully, I want to get into the Brothers Grimm, too, get into some German lore. I know that there's a lot there, too. Mm-hmm. I think some of these will probably go across a little bit, but... Mm-hmm. I know that there's a lot of so much uh, myth and lore that came out of those books. Well, and those, those guys, writings. I think, when when they were doing that, it, it was more so just to get this stuff written down because mm-hmm. that's what a lot of things were just oral history. Yeah, and they were like, we need to write these stories down just so people remember them. Yeah, and then they were passed on. Still, they still are. Yeah, it's crazy. So, so we'll get to those, mm-hmm. um, but for now. I appreciate you guys joining us. Mm-hmm. Thank Don't you forget. for another great episode. Rate, comment, all that fun stuff. Yeah, just send us send us everything. Send us <laughs> your stories. Send just us not, your friends' stories. Just don't send the Rona. Don't send the Rona. I don't know if they if it can be submitted electronically yet. but <laughs> <laughs> No Rona transactions. Oh, God, that'll be the day. A real virus. Um, but until next week's fun episode, you guys stay, stay toasty. toasty.